You're listening to St. Pius X Catholic Church in Lafayette, Louisiana. Thank you for joining us. Last week, the readings presented us the necessity of prayer, that we need to persevere in our prayer, that from my faith comes my prayer. In today's readings, they tell us how to pray. The gospel presents to us as this image two chariots that's racing against one another, two people in each chariot. And one is righteousness with pride, and the other chariot is sinfulness and humility. The Pharisee, when he went to pray, it says that he prayed to himself. He prayed to himself saying, I am not like the rest of humanity. I'm by myself. I'm not like the rest of humanity who's greedy and dishonest, even adulterous. I fast twice a week. I even pay tithes on all of my income. The Pharisees were very scrupulous in what they did. That individual did a lot of holy things. It's very holy that you're not greedy. It's very good that you're not adulterous and you're faithful, even in hard times. While he did a lot of holy things, he himself was not holy. Why? Pride. It's important for us to remember that it was not greed, it was not lust or envy or sloth, wrath, or even gluttony that made Lucifer fall from heaven. It was pride. Pride makes angels into demons. It is pride that is the most dangerous of all sins. Our pride and our ego can make us believe that we're justified without God. That it is, in fact, me doing all of these good things and not God working in me and through me. It is not God who lifted up the lowly, but I lifted myself up. In fact, Satan will often stop tempting a person to commit these lesser mortal sins so that a greater sin may happen, pride. He sacrifices lower sins so that a greater sin may be committed. Father, I don't really, I do really well in all the areas. I don't really commit anything. Uh, I don't need confession, you know. I'm glad people go, but, you know, it's not for me. That's pride. Pride says that I don't need God's mercy. Pride says that I don't need conversion or that I don't need a change in my life. 
People often think that the church focuses so much, too much, on the sins of the flesh, sins of lust. But in reality, this is not the case at all. The church has written very little about it. The church has written reams on pride. In every age, it is considered by the church the deadliest of all sins, pride. G.K. Chesterton wrote, Pride is a poison so poisonous that it not only poisons the virtues, it even poisons other vices. While other vices only harm the opposing virtue, pride alone destroys every virtue. In fact, I think Dante in his Divine Comedy had a beautiful kind of reflection on this. He had the different levels of hell, and at the very bottom of hell is not fire, but ice. Satan is frozen in his own way, his ego, his pride. Satan has three faces, of course, mimicking, mocking the Holy Trinity, saying that he worships himself. And then, of course, all of hell revolves around him. He's at the center of it. That's pride. On the flip side, in the other chariot, is sinfulness and humility. You know, St. Francis de Sales, while he was on his deathbed, a very holy preacher, uh, they said thousands of people would go to him while on his deathbed, and they begged him to give them some advice. Give us one last piece of advice. And on a piece of paper, he, told, he wrote one word. Humility. St. Bernard of Clairvaux, a famous doctor of the church, a great preacher in the Crusades, said that there's three virtues, the three most important virtues in all of humanity is humility, humility, and humility. Father, I keep struggling with this sin over and over again. I don't know what to do. Okay, we'll keep coming to confession. We can work on that. What God cannot work with is my pride. If I don't show up, then he can't work with that. Humility is not thinking less of yourself. Humility is thinking of yourself less. Humility, imagine this, a rosary. Humility is the string that keeps all those other beads attached. Humility is the string that makes every virtue possible. If someone has humility, they have every virtue. If they do not have humility, they have no virtue. Humility is living in truth. Truthfully, I struggle with this and I need help. Or truthfully, I don't struggle with that. And I'm doing actually pretty well in that. And praise God, because if I did, if I did struggle with that sin, I'd probably be a lot worse off than them. But why does God allow me to struggle with this sin and not that sin, or not this sin instead of that sin? Well, that's, that's God's decision, not mine. 
Finally, humility is knowing why you do something. You do it for God. Humility focuses on God, not myself. Pride makes everything revolve around me. In truth and in humility, I recognize that it it revolves around God, not me. We must persevere in our prayer. And from my faith comes my prayer. And when I pray, my faith is deepened. But we must pray in humility and knowing why we do something. And so I wish to end with a beautiful prayer from Mother Teresa. People are often unreasonable, illogical, and self-centered. Forgive them anyway. If you are kind, people may accuse you of selfish, ulterior motives. But be kind anyway. If you are successful, you will win some false friends and some true enemies. Succeed anyway. If you are honest, people, if you are honest and sincere, people may deceive you. Be honest and sincere anyway. What you spend years creating, someone could destroy overnight. Create anyway. If you find serenity and happiness, people may be jealous. Be happy anyway. The good you do today will often be forgotten. Do good anyway. Give the world the best you have, and it will never be enough. But give the best you've got anyway. You see, in the final analysis, it's between you and God. It was never between you and them anyway.